What's up, Lauren? This is Casey Abrams. Hope all is well with you. Um, I just wanted to say hey from me and from Preston, your fiance. Much love to you and to you for teaching all these kids, all these elementary kids. Uh, congratulations for doing that. Thank you so much for uh, listening to my music. And uh, I hear back in 2012, that was actually um, your guys' playlist. So I really appreciate it. Anyway, much love. Have a very, very happy birthday. And uh, give Preston a big kiss for me. And many more. Now that's what you call a cameo. No kidding. Right there. American Idol uh, contestant Casey Abrams. We talked about it last episode. That is the cameo that uh, PT, our producer, ordered up on cameo for his wife, Lauren. Not too long ago for her birthday. So you can you can listen there, Donna, and you can hear that, that, that Preston, PT, he fed Casey with information. So my question is, for my birthday, uh, High Smith, Highfield, what was it? Smithfield? Smithfield. Cameo. What information, uh, besides my wrong age and my name, did, did, did you give to them? I gave them your correct age. I gave them your name. I said that you were in country music and um, that I didn't tell them you didn't know who they were. I didn't tell them they were, they, well, they they were your favorite. Didn't, they didn't know who I was well, either. There was like no, like the assignment was just to go find someone to do you a cameo. Yeah. And it's like his was, you know, Preston found someone that was like sentimental to them. Well, but you fed that information to him, right? Yeah, I did. You had to. Yeah, but he, it was more than that. It wasn't just feeding the information. He really like, I mean, he made it very special and like intimate. That was a good Seriously, one. Seriously, that was a damn good cameo. What did you pay for that? I think it was like 50, 60 bucks. Damn. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. A lifetime of love for that. Mm-hmm. Especially because Lauren didn't know until like 30 seconds in that it was actually for her. She just thought I f- found a video of him singing happy birthday. He kind of has that cool, like hippie, trippy sort of vibe too. I like it. And he plays the stand-up bass. Stand-up bass, which makes him even cooler. In the cameo and also when he was on American Idol. Pop Peep Tim from Tucker, Georgia, sent me a message. Smithfield Caddy is playing a show at Eddie's Attic in November. You should get tickets. I responded back and I said, I'll tell you what, Tim, we may show up and get ask our for money back. our $5 refund. Can you imagine? My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. Last episode, I mentioned that that PT made, um, what was it, PT? You made electric guitars from scrap metal, usually out of old oil cans. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, I thought that, that was made up. I thought that, that was created. And, and we were just being funny. Be very creative, yeah, and, if I made that up. And then PT sent a photograph of these awesome electric guitars that are indeed made from scrap metal out of old oil cans. I have to tell you, I think there's a market for these on Etsy. Did you do this before Etsy? So this this was a startup company that I worked for. They sold them everywhere they could uh, they could get them. But there's still some out there and around there. But uh, the company no longer exists at the current moment. What was your inspiration behind this, PT? Oh, um, being paid by the money. company I work oh, I for. Oh, I love that. <laughs> money, money, money. Why do you mean like with the oil cans and stuff? I yeah, love them. I mean, they're they're all about repurposing materials and, and it took a while to figure out how the electrics would work, but they sound fantastic. So you can play them too. Yes. Oh, I've still, I've still got one and, and, and I should have brought it in today, but I'll bring it in and we'll play it on the amp a little bit. You've, you've, you've got to see these and uh, what I'll do is include a pick. In this Saturday's issue of the letter, and coming up later in the episode, we'll tell you how you can get signed up for that. Should we have a swipe up so we can like make money? Like if somebody wants to buy one, she may be onto something. PT, 
Yeah. If, if you figure out how to buy one, you let me know. Okay. Or maybe, you know, I wonder, could you do this with a with like box wine? We used to do it with lunch boxes. I love that. Which is great because you could still open the lunch box and you could see all the electrical components so going creative. into the uh, pickup and all that. I love it. Renaissance man. Oh, it's my turn. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Guess where I went, people? Here we go. You hate talking about Bucky's. Here we go. And I said, this is the swan song for Bucky's, but I went to the Bucky's in Warner Robins. I think that's where I was. I don't 100% yes. know. Warner Robins is about two hours south of the city of Atlanta. And this is the first Bucky's that made it into Atlanta or sort of or Atlanta. Georgia. Or Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was how many? I think it's like 38,000 square feet. You know, the biggest Bucky's is actually in Texas. But I was so excited. I saw, I had to go down for a work trip. So I was driving to Thomasville right. and I saw the billboard and I was like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. This is my opportunity. This is my destiny. So I pulled in, it's a hub of activity. I pulled up to the gas pump and I got gas. I didn't even need gas. Like I just topped off, you know, just like to get the gas because I wanted to do all the things. The only thing they did not have is they did not have that world's longest car wash, which I was really hoping they would have. I was going to take me a little 10 minute nap while I went through that sucker. But then, so I parked and I went in and Meanwhile, I'm supposed to be at this retreat. Like, there's a time to get there. But I'm like, I got sucked into Bucky's world. And I'm telling you, I'm going to upload some pictures into the letter. I'll give them to you. I've never in my life. Like, people have told me. But I mean, 50 kinds of beef jerky, 20 kinds of birthday fudge, soft drinks, like old-timey soft drinks, like cane soda. um, Crush. Like, no, cream soda. Oh, I mean, like, just crazy. And then there's like barbecue sandwiches, pork sandwiches, brisket sandwiches. Do you want it sliced? Do you want it chopped? Then there's vans, there's flip-flops, there's bathing suits, there's pajama pants. There's everything you do not need. Very well said. Say that again. Well, so what happened was when I walked in, this man goes, this really nice man, and he's like, they all dress alike, you know, in their little Bucky's outfits. And he's like, do you need a shopping cart? And I'm like, I don't think so. It's a gas station. Well, it's not. It's a gas station service, but I was like, I don't think so. This is my first trip. He's like, oh, you'll come back for the shopping cart. So I didn't do the shopping cart on the way down. On the way back, I did get a shopping cart because I was balancing all this stuff. Let me tell you what I got on the way up there, okay? I got a cream soda that I kind of did. Like, you remember how I used to be at the skating rink and you, they, we called them, it's very inappropriate, but you called it a suicide because you put all the different like drinks in it. The flavors and stuff. Yeah. Hans, that's probably, he's probably too young. He doesn't know that. Anyway, so you, yeah, you like mix, 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 mix. And then I got that. And then I got a piece of birthday cake fudge, a brisket sandwich, and some beaver nuggets. And diarrhea. Well, that was later. But let me tell you something. They have the cleanest bathrooms in the state of Georgia. The doors go all the way to the floor. So there's no recognizing your shoes. Like if you've got to go there and you need to spend some time in your stall, you, nobody's going to recognize you. And you, you may be thinking, well, who would I run into in Warner Robins, Georgia, two hours south of the city of Atlanta? You ran into some of our neighbors. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just in the parking lot. They were hanging out having no, a no. tailgate or something. No, no, no. She was in the brisket section. She's uh, like, Donna Cho, Donna Cho. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. So the only rookie mistake I made is I did not put like barbecue sauce in my brisket sandwich. But it was, I will tell you, it was one of the best brisket. And I've had a lot of barbecue and I'm kind of a barbecue snob. It was an amazing, amazing brisket sandwich. Amazing. How much was gas? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't know what gas goes for. I mean, because I don't keep up with that. But like, it's it was it wasn't a lot, you know. And then let me tell you this. You know how we were talking in a in one of our other pods uh-huh. about how when 
gas during um, when the gas shortage of gas was cash only. And I right. didn't remember how to do it because like that's old school where you're like, I'll take 10 on 10 or 20 on 20, you know. So this guy was in front of me and he's like, I'm going to do 40 on 24. And I'm like, here we go. And so they pulled up a picture of his car like on the big screen and said, is this your car, sir? He's like, well, hell yeah, it is. And I said, there you go. 40 on 24. And out the door he went. It was unbelievable. I'm telling you, they've got people doing all kinds of stuff. Fluff so very, very, very efficient. Yes. And okay. like technically savvy. They've got little Bucky Beavers chairs. They've got mini trampolines. They've got um, countertop smokers. I, I mean, I'm not even what, kidding. What is a countertop smoker? You put it on your desk at work and smoke some wings. I'm not kidding. Okay. It was unbelievable. Life-changing. Seems Something excessive. So life-changing that I stopped on the way back. Yeah. All right. Bucky's two locations now in the state of Georgia. I'm done. I'm done. I've seen it. I'm I'm good. We don't have to take a field trip. I smelled of leather. And I felt tough and rugged. Um, I downloaded the Home Depot app on my, my iPhone. And That's just, why you smelled of leather? It just made me feel like a man. Mm. That Yeah. And then I went to advanced Just auto. downloading uh, the app. Well, no, I ordered some things. And then even was, was um, savvy enough, Don, I know this is going to blow you away, to uh, do curbside pickup. Is this for the toilet that's still it broken? It's for the toilet seat. Not the toilet, but the toilet seat. That is still broken. And then I went to Advance Auto, and, and the man, I, I had to get a gas cap. Someone stole my gas cap off of my Jeep. And rather than go steal someone else's uh, and use it as mine, which I did consider for a moment, I went to Advance Auto, and I walk in, and I had to order it. And he's like, I'm sure you're in the system, sir. And I said, I, mm, I don't think I am. I don't think that I'm in the database for Advance Auto Parts. When I wasn't. So he, when you came in, he thought you were by your looks, your yeah, rugged looks. Of course, looks. absolutely. Yeah. And I smelled like leather. I got to go on record here to say, I don't know that someone stole your gas cap. I think, I think it fell off. It's not connected. I think it doesn't have the little thing and you probably put it somewhere. And okay. when you were putting your gas in and you went to the worst place possible that somebody came over and stole it. Who steals people's gas caps? Some, a Jeep Wrangler driver that has lost theirs. That's who does it. That's a big stretch. But I felt, uh, I felt, uh, I felt very, uh, what's, what's the word? Manly. Thank you, Donna. Mm -hmm. Manly. Yeah. Harry. Uh, well, you yeah, are. I yeah. Am. All right. Let's, let's get the uh, conversation about the toilet seat over and done with real quick. Yeah. I, um, I've never replaced a, a toilet seat before. And so we bought one. There's two now. We bought one. And I pulled up like a little how-to, DIY, do-it-yourself, or DIY video on YouTube. And they're like, this is a very, anyone can do this. It's a very simple process. It'll take less than seven minutes. There's two Here we snaps. Are, Here we are six weeks later. And our 18-year-old daughter, Olivia, can't sit on her toilet. You should be ashamed. So I, well, I determined that you bought, uh, this is a brand, this is a newer model. And what they do with the newer ones, Donna, is you're allowed to, uh, there's an extra two or three steps to them. You're able to um, unscrew, Twist. Donna, mm -hmm. you're able to unscrew the, the back of it and then remove the lid for cleaning purposes. Okay. okay. For, for hygiene and things. Can you imagine what I'll get Stop. stuck back there? Stop. You know? Stop. All right. So um, it, it, it kind of threw me for a loop because there's no DIY video for the new ones. And there's a couple of extra steps. So I downloaded the Home Depot app and I ordered one up and I went and picked it up. And, and Wait, a second seat? Yes. We're $69 in now. And she still doesn't have a toilet seat? Uh, she, as, as we sit here right now, she does not. But we have two of them. Um, in our house i just here we go again yeah. it, it's that procrastination oh, wow. it is it's just like just do it already okay. i'm trying donna 
I think you told me you were going to like phone a friend. Uh, well, Matt, a very good friend of mine, is a plumber, and uh, which I didn't know that. Matt well, Holmes. I, I thought he sold motorcycles. Well, he does, but he also has his plumbing license. Oh boy. All right, so we're going to get it done, and Olivia's going to be able to poop and pee in her own bedroom eventually, but it's been about six weeks now, and she hasn't been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll take the first one back and ask for a credit or anything? I mean, I would. You know, I return Halloween candy. Okay. Are we so far removed from the pandemic and COVID-19 that you can no longer use it as an excuse? You know, back in the the the, the heat, if you will, of the pandemic, everybody, if you didn't want to do something, it was, gee, I, I don't know if we can pull that off, you know, the COVID and everything. Are we too far removed from it now to use it as an excuse? I think so. Okay. Well, but it is, I mean, there is a second phase. But I think like, you know, like we were talking about this, like you got out of so many, some really good habits, like, okay, if you went to church every week and, you know, it's just like your family thing. And then all of a sudden you couldn't go to church. And so maybe you watched it virtually. And, and at first you were really sad because you kind of lost that community and your kids weren't in the, and then it became like, you know what? I kind of got a couple extra hours back on Sunday that I can get some stuff done. I'm not saying that's right, but you know what I mean? Like, and so it became, there's, I think there's all these things that kind of came out of it that you're like, it's hard to get yourself back into, even if you know you need to like doctor's appointments. I was telling you, okay, so I have this doctor and he's like been on me and on me and on me about like, you got to get a colonoscopy. You got to get, not for any reason, just like a colonoscopy checkup. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I know you're listening to the podcast and you're all going to reach out to me and say, you have to do it. And I will, but I have been successfully moving this appointment. Okay. So now he's figured out. And so for a while I was kind of like, you know, the COVID you can't get in and uh, you know, just Gonna wait for all this to kind of blow over, you know? And so then now it's a worldwide pandemic. Now he's moved <laughs> me. Over. Listen, he moved me to the fast lane. With the with the the, the butt doctor. The colonoscopy. Because yes. what now has happened instead of because I thought I could buy you know how you can buy a little more time when you go to the fir- the doctor. So your doctor recommends you to the specialist. Gives you a referral. Yeah, right. And you go to the specialist and they're like, Okay, well, you know, this is the procedure and this is how we're gonna do it, and we can get you in in the next two weeks. You're like, let me track my schedule. You know, so and you, just, you can buy time again. Buy a little more it's time. It's a second yeah. round of time buying. Because now I've I've met the obligation of my first doctor, but now I'm just sort of like I'm in the scheduling phase. Well, he moved me because he knew I was procrastinating so much. Procrastinating so much, he moved me directly to the on ramp. And so when I called them to make the um, appointment, they're like, "Okay, will you swing by the office the day before? We'll give you all the stuff to to prep." And I'm like, "Huh." And they're like, and then you'll come in the next day at eight o'clock. You'll be out by like 11. You need someone to drive you there and home. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Why do I need that for the consult? And they're like, no, no, no. You don't need a consult. So your fast pass from yeah. your, your primary care physician has jumped you over all of the, like the initial discovery, yes. the discovery portion of going yes. to a, a butt doctor. Where I get to know the doctor and I see how we feel. and How big we... his fingers are. Okay. No, but I'm just like, I'm telling you, it's like, I can't procrastinate anymore. Botox. Didn't get it during the pandemic. Now I'm like, do I need it? Yes, I do. I got to get you back in. You don't. I got one about Sally, our hound dog. Uh, the the vet has been after us to do some tests and things. For, Senior workup. For for like two years. And we have been saying, ah, you know, I, are, are you sure you're seeing animals right now because of the COVID? Because you know, she a, is. Let's back up. She's 18 years old. And we're probably, I mean, we're probably talking hundreds of dollars worth of blood tests and things like that that we just don't think are necessary. Not Not because she's healthy. But just financially. Right. And, and and so now they're calling and they're like, well, you know, absolutely have an open door policy where you can walk your pets in now. It's like, oh, you know, now we can't use the COVID as the reason to save us hundreds of dollars for our senior coonhound Sally. 
it's like those birthday parties for your kids where you used to have to like, you know, when they were that age where they had to have every single person from their class come and it'd be like at the jumper monkeys and you'd be like, oh my gosh, there's 62 kids getting ready to arrive. Like, and you got to have that birthday cake and then the addendum birthday cake and then the pizza. Everybody wants a pizza because it's at lunchtime and they want to be fed and then they got to have a game card. And the waivers. All that from stuff. the parents, and then the socks—you got to buy socks for all the kids that don't bring the socks because the parents who drop off and just use it as time to go get their nails done. And then with the COVID, you could be like, "Listen, Johnny wanted to invite everybody in his class. Got to cap it at ten. Got to cap it at ten. You know, yeah. We miss those days, don't we? Just a couple things to think about. Yeah. Years ago, Donna and I decided to. Get some of our life back. Take some of our life back with our crazy schedules, not only with us, but also with our three kids. And we we started buying and ordering and eating dinners from Dinner Affair. About two years ago, when the podcast started, I said to Donna, you know what? I think the Dinner Affair, people need to know about Dinner Affair to take their lives back. Then the pandemic hit, Donna. And we said, you know what? People can't go to the grocery store. There's a lockdown. You can't leave your house. You can't find proteins and certain ingredients and things like that. Dinner Affair is perfect for people, especially right now. So I reached out to Stephanie Wright, who's been a friend of ours for a long, long time. Stephanie and her husband, Ken, own Dinner Affair. And uh, they've been a sponsor and a partner with us on the My Second Act podcast for, uh, gosh, nearly a year and a half now. There's so much more to Dinner Affair than just great dinners and, and saving you time and taking your time back. There's a backstory that is inspiring. It is unique. And we want you to hear it and, and learn from it. And so I reached out to Stephanie and I said, listen, we'd love to have you on the podcast just for a little bit to share your story. Not so much, Donna, as a, a pitch for Dinner Affair. Uh, Caddy 2021 is that promo code, by the way, for $30 <laughs> off your first order. Uh, but to, to, to dig a little deeper into Stephanie and Ken and the Dinner Affair story. So hello, Stephanie. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. So. Caddy's right. Originally, before we even started working with you, we were clients and um, we love to partner with local businesses. It's very important to us. And and we respect what you and Ken are doing so much because you, um, even though you've moved into a new big spacious warehouse, you started out very humble beginnings and we're putting these recipes together. But um, it really started out as a labor of love, I know, for you guys to in the whole reason that you started Dinner Affair was to give families back the time that they needed because I know it's you have kids and it's important you love spending time with your children and dinner time can be such a such a hassle for families everywhere yeah yeah it is um it was definitely um, in the beginning we had owned a pottery studio um Ken and I opened it right out of college and at the sort of the end of the day customers would come up and we would overhear them you know, having a conversation about dinner. Well, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Just tell me what you want. I don't know. What should we pick up? <laughs> it was just constant argument that people, that we would hear every single day. And we were like, gosh, you know, there's got to be something to help. You know, there's got to be a solution for that. And I had, um, I had always wanted to go to culinary school and I had actually applied um, to culinary school previous to opening the pottery studio and um, was accepted. But um, at I, I'm in a wheelchair. I've been paralyzed since I was 15. And the director of the culinary program pulled me in her office and told me that while I was officially accepted to the program, 
she didn't think that I'd ever be able to complete it and that she did not want me in the program because I was in a wheelchair and it would be too physically hard for me to complete. So I was devastated and literally went home and probably laid in bed and cried for an entire week because I was like, this is what I was born to do. I, I used to work for Martha Stewart. I have two Southern grandmothers. I wanted to be in food. And I, I didn't end up going to culinary school. So Ken and I opened the pottery studio and kind of went like that direction for a couple years. And after hearing all of these families come up, and at the checkout and just hearing this constant struggle, Ken and I came up with the idea for dinner affair. So like you, Caddy, it was our second act. It was no, something completely different than the pottery studio, but we opened it by ourselves in this tiny little space in um, Lawrenceville. And we cut all of the food ourselves. We prepped everything by ourselves. I wrote all the recipes. And we literally started with just the two of us and slowly we grew and we've hired um, some of the employees literally that I'm looking in our production room right now because we have a window and I can see in there. And they're literally the, the people that started working with us 17 years ago are still in our kitchen. So it's, it's one big family and I'm hoping that we are solving those problems so that when you guys do have those arguments at the end of the day, which every family has, no kidding. at least you know you've got dinner there in the freezer to, for one or two nights. <sighs> and we say three or four easy steps, many of them less than 30 minutes. We did uh, one of the ravioli dinners the other night, Stephanie, and you didn't even have to thaw it. You just you, you boiled your, your pot of water, you put the ravioli in it, you heated up the sauce, then you're done. You know, So some of them are a half a step to one step. You know, It's very simple. Every You hear us talk about this. Every single ingredient that you need is already uh, pre-chopped. It's already weighed. It's already um, whatever you have to do to your vegetables. All that kind of stuff. Everything's done. Everything's ready in an individual Ziploc bag. So you can put in what you love and you want. And if your kids don't like certain things, and you can leave that ingredient out of uh, the dinner from dinner affair. So when, when you were told, Stephanie, by the director of the culinary school, um, that this probably was not a program for you, did that make you want to work even harder? It did, actually. I After... After I, after I got over the initial shock, um, I was determined, you know, we, we opened the pottery studio for, I would say maybe a year, year and a half before we started coming up with the dinner idea. And I knew I would come back to it. It was something in my head. It, I, it just made me more determined to open my own business and to be successful. And I can say that what made me the happiest, that probably the happiest day was, um, we actually started working with that culinary program and I um, hired some interns from there and they came in and I was like, Hey, guess what? I applied to that program you're in. Didn't do it, but here I am owning my own business. So I kind of felt proud. That's a full circle. Mo- like, That's like a full circle moment. I was going to ask you where that mean, mean woman was from the school. Like we don't believe it. I mean, like we don't want bad karma always to happen to people. That's not the point, but it's interesting how things come around that way. Um, yeah. You know, I, I found like in life, just in general, a lot of times when something bad happens, I, I feel like in the end it worked out, works out to my benefit or, you know, it just, it happened for a reason. And, and I always, you know, it, it leads to the next step and I'm thankful for it. Absolutely. 
Stephanie Wright with Dinner Affair. You are an entrepreneur, a mother, a chef, a wife, a business leader, and, and an all-around inspiration. Uh, for the first time in, in, in years, um, you were visiting and communicating with, with clients of, of Dinner Affair, and you guys have decided to uh, kind of relaunch the, the packaging. And so while you were on with us for this episode, I said, you know what? Let's touch on that because I don't know that anybody is, is better suited to explain um, the, the new packaging and how you order with Dinner Affair than, than, than you are. So let's talk about that right now. So traditionally for the last, you know, 17 years, we had a package that served a family of two to three people, or you could choose the package for four to six people. But over the years, we've kind of determined that, and, and from customer feedback also, because we, we listen to our customers, you know, they're the ones ordering, they're the ones that are out there eating it every night. And we kept hearing over and over, wow, we're only a family of two, um, or I'm only a family of four. So, you know, this package isn't, while it's great because we have leftovers, some families don't eat leftovers, some families do. So what we decided to do was redesign it and just do a package for two people, a package for three, and then a package for four. And it, it's working out amazing. Customers are loving it because somebody in a family of two doesn't necessarily need an extra chicken breast. And what we what we did was we upped the size of the chicken breast. So instead of a four ounce, now it's a five ounce. And it's it's just perfect for two. There's, you know, not not a lot of families apparently eat leftovers. I love leftovers. My husband doesn't. So, you know, it's a it's a, it's a personal preference, but it's working out great. So with that, and then we've um we've added some new, a lot of new side dishes. Um you can make your package complete by just clicking one button and we go ahead and pair every single dinner that you've ordered with side dishes, or you can pick them individually on your own. Um, it's up to you. You know, you get the option and we'll be coming out with some new packaging for the sides. Um, I don't, I don't know. Have you guys been getting sides or do you just get the dinners? We get a few sides. Most of the time we just get dinners, but we have done in the past, we've done sides. You know, for us, sometimes we do them and sometimes we don't. And that's what we tell all of our little pod family that listens yeah. is that that's my favorite thing, aside from how amazing your food tastes. My favorite thing about Dinner Affair that we just preach and preach and preach is you can, you have control. There are right. so many, you know, I know there are a lot of dinner prep services out there, but, you know, they come off a huge assembly line and we always say you get what you get and you don't pitch fit, you know, but with dinner yeah. affair, you get to choose the menus. If your family does eat a lot of sides and you need them, you can get them. If you don't, you don't. Um, and you pick the delivery. You know, you get to everything you get to control. There's no contract like in some of these other services where your card keeps getting debited and you're like, I don't even want to be in this service anymore. And then yeah. the, the other thing is not everyone has. And I love the way you're doing the, the meals now because not everybody has a family. We think because everybody around us has a family of five, everybody does. But, you know, there are a lot of people who their kids have gone away to college yeah. and you don't want to eat yogurt every night. You don't want to exactly. eat fast food, you know, and this is a good way to eat for two, which is nice. So nice. Mm -hmm. We have a delivery yeah. tomorrow. And I got a text uh, about an hour ago from Pam Love with Pam. dinner fair. We have your delivery scheduled tomorrow between seven and eight. There's no need to be home. But if you can't have a cooler, we can deliver directly to your cooler. Uh, just a reminder, drivers are still dropping your dinners at the door. Keep an eye out for the delivery. So if you're not at home, if you can't be at home to, to accept your delivery, you're going to be okay. 
you know, the dinners right. they're, they're left on your front porch, or you also ship nationwide. And we have uh, a footprint with this podcast throughout the uh, throughout the entire country. No contract, uh, money back guarantee. Dinner affair, dinner a f a r e dot com. We love it, and uh, you're going to love it as well. Um, is Geneva there with you? Yes, she is. Geneva um, is yes. is your eighth grade daughter, and uh, wanted to pull her in for a second and talk about this peanut butter pie. Oh my god! And the new desserts. Hi. Hi, Geneva. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. It's Caddy and Donna. Hi, Geneva. Okay, tell us about Hi. the peanut butter pie. Uh, I love the peanut butter pie because. Well, also, so like, so I have multiple favorite dinners at dinner fair, but we were talking about this earlier, and peanut butter pie is like one of my favorite, even though it's not a dinner. It's just kind of like you never really get dessert, like usually, because like I don't know, I never really like dessert, but I love peanut butter pies. You know what I say, Geneva? I say order dessert first because life is very uncertain. Definitely, you always order dessert first. I think we used to. I think peanut butter pies used to be on the menu, were they? And then they went away because I know we used to get those, and they were amazing. They did go, yeah. During COVID, we pulled we pulled all of our desserts off the menu, but they're back. They are back now. We have tons of more desserts on the menu. I want to say I saw six or eight of them for September, which is. Uh, we've never had that many. So there's cobblers, but I mean, peanut butter pies. We literally are thinking about like just creating a company just for peanut butter pies. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you used to have lemon bars. Those were amazing too. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, we I'm so a, hungry. We have a pod peep, Jennifer Brennan, who sent me a message, Stephanie. Uh, she says, I placed my first dinner with uh, order, placed my first order with dinner fare for an upcoming beach trip. So much easier than eating out. We can't wait to try it. And Donna, you had this suggestion in an episode not too long ago of this podcast. That yeah. If you're going on vacation, you can take these frozen dinner for your dinners with you and, and prepare them wherever you're staying. Yeah, throw them in your cooler and take them with you because you know what? Then you're you're not looking. You know, you go down to 30A, you go to any of these beach places and you're waiting an hour and a half for lunch or for dinner. So yeah. just take them with you and then you guys can all cook together at the beach. How much fun is that? Yeah, it's exactly what we do when we go to 30A because... It's so crowded down there, and I love the you know the fav- our favorite restaurants that we go to, but some nights it you can't even get a reservation, or I don't want to wait an hour and a half. So yeah, we bring our own dinners down there too. Love that. Thirty dollars <laughs> off your first dinner if your order. The promo code is Caddy twenty twenty one. That's C A D D Y Caddy twenty twenty one at dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. A great, inspiring story from Stephanie Wright. Send our best to Ken. And uh, send Geneva a peanut butter pie. Uh, <laughs> ha- have Geneva slip a peanut butter pie in our order that's being delivered tomorrow from Pam, okay? Yes. <laughs> Thank you I for see, your time, Stephanie. Yeah, I, will, I will do that. I will do that. <laughs> Continue success. We appreciate you very much, and we love dinner Thank affair. You know you so that. much. All have right. a great day. Thank you, Thank guys. Bye. They've been great partners of this podcast for a long, long time, and we're very thankful for that. Yeah, and, and they're and a local business, again. Just a, a family um just it started a business so awesome dinner affair sponsor of the my second night podcast gallery furniture in gainesville hashtag ask for the wolfman ask for donna is as well the dinner uh, i'm sorry denny's the denny's 55 plus menu visit denny's.com and promotional consideration provided by the following the best part of waking up is my dog 2020 in your cup i know i mean sure if that's what you'd like Maybe you should go to an go AA ahead. meeting. Hang on. I, I think what did she say? She said, if you like that in your cup, maybe you should go to an AA yeah, meeting? Yeah, I think they, I think they sent us the wrong, Folger ah, sent okay. us the wrong tape. Yeah. For this episode. We'll have to get that. I'll have to check that out. Let's check on that. Production. Let's add two songs to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. Ladies first, on What you got? Okay. I am adding, 
one of my favorite songs. I don't know if you know these bands. It's called uh, Lake Street Dive, and its song is called Hypotheticals. It's got like some cool rhyme and stuff going on, but you'll like it. It's just kind of like a jazzy, bluesy kind of indie group. But have you ever heard them? I haven't. Oh, you'll I like haven't. them. Well, that's what this podcast yeah. is partially about is is new music exposure. Yeah. Expose yourself to some new things. How come I haven't heard it, though, if it's your favorite Well, I mean, I'm, I just like play. I mean, we, we don't like, I don't play it around the house, but I mean, it's like, it's a good song. You're going to okay. love it. Right. Hypotheticals. All right, you go ahead. Um, I heard a brand new artist the other day, and I want to add her song to the Don. This is the second round of playlists on Spotify. So this is the Donna and Caddy hype song playlist. Her name is Ashley Cook, Cook with an E. And the song is her debut song. It's called First Time Last Night. And iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio does a show on Sunday nights called uh, The Women of iHeart Country. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing but, but female artists, you know, uh, ones that are considered legends and established, but also newcomers. And this it just this song was great. I'm going to read, uh, let me do the chorus for you. I'm not singing it, but just, uh, uh, yeah, my heart didn't sink when your song came on. Don't ditch all my friends when I saw you call. Damn right I was drinking, but it wasn't because I needed to. I forgot about you for the first time last night. That sounds like a good old like, drinking wow, song. That's a great song. She's got a great voice. Um, and I didn't know anything about her. I never heard her name before. I had never heard the song before. And it just... Um, I was I was impressed as a country music fan, and I did some research. She was big on TikTok, and we talk a lot during this podcast on this podcast about TikTok being a platform that is breaking artists and bringing artists back into to the mainstream. And um, the first video that she posted went viral with two million views on TikTok. And so during the quarantine, she did nothing, Donna. Um, um, uh, during the during the, the pandemic, she did not lockdown. She did nothing but build that TikTok audience. Just post videos all day. She didn't read any books. Running around in her booty shorts and things. You know? She didn't read any books, didn't do anything. She just posted <laughs> videos all day long. And now she's got a record career. Well, I will say what I think is interesting about that is I think, talk about changing the dynamics of like how labels and things work. You know, used to, as we've talked on this podcast many times, artists would go up and down Music Row in Nashville and Taylor Swift did it with her mom. Knock on doors. And literally knock on doors and say, hey, could I come in and play my songs for you? Would you listen? Would you take a demo tape? And so the balance of power was always in the label's hands. Now, if you have someone like this that has this many like downloads and follows on TikTok, when she walks in, there could be a bidding war if people find out, you know, how plugged in she is on the social media. Because that fan base will travel with her. Absolutely. To download and purchase music. You know? Yeah, the little queen of TikTok, Addison Ray. You know, she just started her own music career, and she just put out a record, a song called "Obsessed." Have and you heard it? Yeah, it's actually not bad. It's kind of like old, like '80s synth type music. But I heard there was a huge bidding war for her, and I also heard, and this would make sense, that TikTok was thinking of doing their own what record label? Yep, or or streaming server or something. Yeah, like yeah, an imprint. Yeah, absolutely, to put their artists and sign on. their their own content creators. Yeah, yeah that's a very smart business idea. Yep. The Rolling Stones um, are going to honor Charlie Watts on the new tour. If you are listening in Atlanta, they're going to play uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium at Georgia Tech, and they're going to paint it black for Charlie. Of course, one of their biggest hits, Paint It Black. They are taking, and I think this is the first time they've ever done this, their infamous uh, uh, logo, you know, the, the, the lips and tongue logo, and they're going to make it black, and they're going to have brand new swag and merchandise and and logos, um, tour visuals and things like that. So a, a way for them to to honor their drummer. Uh, who passed about a month ago. Okay, I saw the Rolling Stones at Bobby Dodd Stadium. I think they must always play there. 
Like I saw them in high school when I was in high school at Bobby Dodd Stadium. That's interesting. Uh, thinking about Cole Swindell this week. Cole is home in Georgia. If you're listening uh, to this episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast on upload day, Thursday, September 16th, yesterday they had a private service for his mother who passed. Yeah, they didn't say really, I guess she had ovarian cancer, is that right? On Instagram, he wrote, uh, lost my sweet mom today. I know she's up there. Going to miss her so much. And you can make a, if, 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 if interested, um, memorial donations can be made to the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation, which funds ovarian and childhood cancer initiatives. And we'll put a link in the letter this Saturday if you'd like to. Uh, and to didn't he lose his father before this? You know, because he wrote that song about wish you, you could be, be here. here. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. Okay. Luke Bryan is in, in, in the headlines because Luke walked his niece, Jordan, down the aisle. And the, 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 the moment that went viral from this is when he stopped as she's, he's walking her into the ceremony and her veil's crooked and cattywampus a little bit. And he stops and, and, and shifts it a little bit, you know, like you would your wig. Not you. Yeah. Um, you know, but when it gets, uh, you know, stringy and things and you got to, you want to, you want to just, uh, yeah, well, it wasn't like Fluff that. It up this was bit. like a nice moment. But yeah, so he walked her in and he the music that was playing was um, Taylor Swift's uh, Sweet Dream. What was it? Wildest Dreams. Wildest Dreams. And it was done like on a, a violin. Oh, it was so pretty. And it was just so sweet watching him walk her in because as we've talked about before, um, Luke's sister passed away very unexpectedly. And then her husband, who was his brother-in-law, passed away a couple of years later um, from a heart attack. And so Luke and his wife, Caroline, raised his sister and brother-in-law's three kids, Till, Jordan, and I can't think of the other one's name, but um, she did get married. And so he stepped in as the father of the bride. And this wedding was gorgeous. I mean, it was unbelievable. It had like a flower tunnel and everything. The pictures were just unbelievable. And it was held up at the Troubadour Club in Nashville, which sounds like a bar, but it is an incredibly high-end um, golf club that just opened up in Tennessee, right outside of Tennessee. And all of the like country music people and the athletes are moving out. If they're not joining the Troubadour, Troubadour Club, they're moving out there also. So kind of cool. Was there a wedding hashtag? Yes. And I'm trying to think. It was like UD, UD the one. Because his last name is UD, E-U-D-Y. Okay. And it was like UD the one or something. I can't remember what it was. All right. We didn't have a hashtag. Hashtags were not around they when weren't. we got married. We've been married for how long? A long time. Yeah. 18 years. What would we use had we had a, a wedding hashtag? I don't know. I got to think about this. Don't choke. Choke on choke. Choke, choke. I don't know. Choke, choke. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like any of those. Yeah. Uh, how about she voted choked? Oh, that's a good you one. You like that? I like, I like that. that. So when we redo the vows and, and all that kind of stuff, whenever Absolutely. That, whenever that We're going to get us a hashtag. Yes. But did you know that there is a company for weddings that services hashtags? hashtags? That's how popular they are. Yeah. So you put it in, like what you want to do or be or what your names are, and then it spits out a hashtag for you that you use on everything. And these hashtags are everything because you have to tag it on every social media thing. And these brides, they mean business. Because well, you get to see everybody's pictures. It's easier to populate all the photographs yeah you know? but like have you ever been to an event where people are like don't forget to use our hashtag yeah, yeah. you know but like you're at a wedding and like they're going up to grandma like grandma you using the hashtag What's that? she's like i'm just here i'm just barely hanging on here trying to get through this thing and don't think you need to be marrying him when's the bar open yeah tg shepherd and his wife have tested positive for COVID 19 oh dear he had to cancel a few shows um you know tj shepherd started late in life 
when it comes to being a recording and touring artist, he was 31 when his first single charted back in 1975. He had, I think, several hits over the course of 13 years in country music. He is 77 years old, T.J. Shepard. This senior moment fed to you by the Denny's 55-plus menu, including Tilapia Ranchero, for only $8.99. We have to work in the sponsor. Who's sending you this copy? Huh? Who's sending you the this The agency copy? for Denny's, Donna. And so they what they've asked, in order for us to get the buy, we have to do something about seniors, old people, and then we tag it with the 55-plus menu. Oh, I see. So that's why we had to talk about T.G. Shepard. Yes. But that was kind of a downer story. Do they want to be attached to sad stories? Just check the boxes. Just check the boxes and sign the check. All right. My granny had a sleeper when I was a kid. You know, like the pullout couch is what we called them when we were kids. But, you know, a sleeper sofa, Donna. Mm -hmm. And I can remember as we sit here now, uh, when I was a little little kid, um, I'd be on the sleeper, spending the night at their house outside of Charlotte. And then granny would come in early in the morning and bring the pokey little puppy. And we would read the pokey little puppy together. And then I could look out the window and see all the cows in the field behind granny and granddaddy's Aww, house. And it was just. Look at little Hyde. Oh, so sweet. So sweet. Sofa sleepers or, or sleepers as they're now called now. Uh, think about this. You can nap in your home office with a sleeper. Yeah. In your office. Uh, maybe have company coming into town for the holidays. Sleepers galore at gallery furniture. I was up there within uh, the past week. They have so much inventory right now. So much furniture at gallery. There's not enough room on the showroom floor for all of it. There's a poster when you walk in, and it has like um, has like a, a half dozen sleepers that are priced to go, and they're available and in stock today. You can back in, and they'll load it up, and you take it home. Yeah, it's amazing. You know what I love about the the ones that they have, too, is the the sleeper sofas, sofas that used to be out, they weren't always like the best like they weren't the prettiest sofas and they were just more like, okay, here's, your, you know, if you want a sleeper sofa, this is the one you have to have. And an itchy material. Yeah. I remember that from grannies. Yeah. But like the ones now, you wouldn't even know that it's a sleeper sofa. You know, they're just, they look so great, but there is nothing better than when you have people coming for the holidays and you're like, you, you're, you punt it out of your bedrooms. You know, you're like, don't worry about it. We got you covered. The couch pulls out. You're set to go. It's always fun when you're the one that gets to sleep on the sleeper sofa too, you know? Or sit at the kids' table. Starting at $7.99, Ashley, Klausner, Jackson Catnapper, which is American-made. What sets American-made craftsmanship apart? Steel frame. Pocketed seat coils. Donna has four warehouses right now all around Gainesville because of the inventory that they have. And again, you can take it home with you today. All right? Buy now. Pay later. Gallery Furniture. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. The letter is an extension of this podcast like the Spotify Hypes on Playlists. And it's free to uh, subscribe. And we do not sell your personal information with anybody. It's a five-minute read, Max. Hit your inbox Saturday mornings at 9.10. This Saturday, as I continue to arrange in folders the 14,000 pics that are living on my camera roll, which, again, is about 15 years of pictures and videos. Uh, But I'm making progress now. Of those 15 years, it is safe to say that the year 2020 was the most challenging because of uh, the, the shutdown and, and pandemic and COVID. And so I present to you the pandemic album from my camera roll. And in the letter this Saturday, I'm going to include four pictures that each capture and uh, illustrate the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown with no words, just a visual. You don't need an explanation. I'm going to include one 
for context. You know, I'm going to have some words there with each of the four photographs. But an example, one of the four, Donna, is going to be your mother, Nana. Harriet, who lives in an assisted living home with her 100-year-and-a-half-year-old boyfriend, Mr. Al, here in Milton, where we live, um, in Mother's Day 2020, was heartbreaking for so many people. And we went and visited on Mother's Day, your mother, but it was through a, a window. Yeah, they, we, they brought her in, and um, you had an assigned time, and they told us all to go to a certain window. And so they brought her into the room, and of course, we all have masks because we're all around each other, and she has a mask, and it was just, it was just heartbreaking. Um, and I think it made such an impression, not only on us, but on the grandkids, our, th- our two kids, um, Will wasn't there at the time. I think he was, he had already moved maybe at that point, but Olivia and Charlotte and my niece, Ava, um, because there was no hugging, there was no touching, there was no, you know, and it just, that window just, it was such a moment in time, but it was also such a, um, just like almost a symbol for how we were all feeling just so lonely and isolated, you know? And to have to mouth happy mother's day through a freaking window, but that's one of four photographs that you can just look at and, 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 and you'll understand why it's in the pandemic folder that I have cobbled together from the 14,000 pictures on my iPhone. It is a moment in time. I've heard people saying that they had Santa Claus pictures with their kids in masks. You know, that there were people, there were prom pictures with people in masks. I mean, it will forever be stamped in our memory. Text left on red. Red is the color R-E-D. Left on red to the number 22828. And you're in for the letter. And I'm uh, going to include the the pandemic photos, but also from the other folder that you've heard me talking about during uh, the recent podcast. Going to include photo, four photographs from, uh, from the other, Donna. Folder. Okay, that's okay. scary. Huh? You're going to put four photos in the letter? Yes. Yeah. That are other. Yes. And again, these are photographs that I've come across. That they're just hard to classify. You know, they, they don't belong in a specific folder like kids, you know, or concerts or uh, dirty pictures or filthy pictures of people I don't know. You know, there's, there's just, they're, they're just tough to, what? I'm sorry. Okay. It's tough to find a place for these, for, for these particular photographs to live. So it's the other folder. Okay. Left on red to the number 22828. You sent me a random picture last night. You're like, who are these people? We can't talk about that. No, it wasn't like that. It was these people sitting around a dinner table. Look like a family. And you're like, who are these people? And why do I have this picture? To go to the other folder. I think that's one. I think you have a lot of those because you don't know what you're doing. And so you're trying to take a picture of something and you're just taking pictures of other people. Because I'm like, who are these people? I think it was a celebrity. If I recall, I think we were in LA for something. It, that was it, it was at a restaurant 10 minutes from our house like and it was a family eating dinner it was no, just some random no, but, family but, but i circled one of the people and so i think that that particular person you said that's a celebrity or something no i think you thought he Why looked cer- like because maybe you thought he looked like someone right. but he wasn't a celebrity if you have ever said to yourself i just can't get enough of you cadillac jack and who hasn't come on this saturday the 18th is your day uh in the letter i'll have details about two events i'm hosting this saturday that benefit four local charities we'll start Five to seven Saturday afternoon with the um, it's a community fundraiser for Brew a Bull Brewable, and they provide employment and community connections for people with uh, developmental disabilities, and they create opportunities for 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 these adults and young adults to train and to learn, and to uh, get work experience in a in a cafe setting, and and it's inside the Alpharetta Community Center, if you're from this area, and we're gonna have a good time. There's gonna be dancing, and singing. 
and uh, of course, lots of coffee. So come on out and uh, your, your, your ticket purchase will help them to continue doing what they do. And listen, everybody needs to experience this, uh, the, the sense of belonging. Everybody deserves that. So it's the Brew Community Fundraiser, 5 to 7 this Saturday. And uh, then after we get hopped up on coffee, Donna. Where are we going? We're going to head to Milton. We're going to head to uh, the Green at Crabapple Market around 7.30, 8 o'clock Saturday night for comedy. So we're going to laugh. We're going to drink beer. We're going to haze your neighbors and raise money for three charities, including Dreamweavers of Georgia, Aaron's Hope for Friends, and the North Georgia Angel House. And John Heffron is the headliner, the comedian. Uh, he won last comic standing at some point. Been on the Tonight Show and uh, funny, funny guy. And my friend Jamie Bindle is going to co-host this with me. Jamie owns the Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta. And he knows all these comedians. So uh, that's where we're going to be so, Saturday night. Okay, but you're not doing any comedy. Uh, of course, I may, I may. Okay. Jamie and I may work up a routine or something. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. And, and with this particular uh, event, Comedy on the Green, there is a two-for-one match from an anonymous donor. Two-for-one, Don, up to $20,000. Unbelievable. Who are you person? Okay, if you're running a charity, that's what you want to hear going into it. Um, here's what I love about this. You and I've talked about this. You know you are super wealthy when you can just give the the donation and you don't want any credit. Like that's true, like, oh my gosh, that is true humility. Because I've told you, like, I want to be that person, but if I had given the match, I think I would be walking around telling everybody, listen, now you know I'm matching. That's, I am. that's my money. Me, yeah. I'm matching. Pr- so, happy to do it, but that's my money. Happy to do you it. You should know. Yeah. Like, I would want the IRS to know. I would want Jesus to know. I want everyone there to know how good of a person I am. So that's going on this weekend. I double booked myself. I don't have a calendar. And so when I realized I'd had two events in the same afternoon and night, I thought they were the same night. And I got a little nervous. I think but it's great. The You're everywhere. Up, You're here, I, there, I and everywhere. Not, seriously, you just cannot get enough Cadillac jacket. No. If, 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 if you've always said that and never had your fill, come on out. Saturday, we'll see you all over town. Jennifer Brennan is the pod peep for this episode. Uh, she bought us an ad in the Chapel Hill High School varsity football program. I mean, we have the best listeners. Douglasville, Georgia. Um, as I mentioned, she sent me a note. As I mentioned, and a photograph of the ad. As I mentioned many times, huge fan of the podcast. We have kids the same age. Jack is 22, a senior at West Georgia. And uh, Jessica, her oh, daughter. On a golf scholarship. Yes, is a senior. Uh, so I can relate to everything you and Donna talk about. We find more spoons when Jessica cleans her room. We'd love to meet you both uh, sometime and uh, always talk about your podcast. And that's important. Thank you for being a super spreader, Jennifer. Um, thanks for all you do. So very well said. That is we so nice. That. That's a nice ad too, isn't it? It's amazing. Uh, Kimberly is a pod peep. Uh, she had a comment about cataloging her camera roll pictures. We started a trend. Uh, this has been on my to-do list for years. Ten years ago when I joined Facebook, I started off good with my albums and now it's just a mess. Mm. I know if I don't do it, the kids never will so before something happens to me i need to get them sorted so my kids will have our photos sorted in one place i couldn't agree with you more so thank you for that somehow you know that's what we moms do that's how moms think probably differently than dads like we're always thinking like have we imparted enough wisdom on our kids and our spouse that god forbid something happened to us like today i don't want to be morbid but excuse me would like would you be able to do it like that's why i'm always like okay hi I always tell the kids, if anything happened, the safe in the closet, and this is what you do, and Here's this the is code. the code. But then sometimes I think maybe I've changed the code, and sometimes the battery dies. you got to make sure that the, the battery's in there. And then I'm like, you, please, give the dogs water. Feed the cats. You remember we have three cats. 
Yes, Donna. Everyone survived, by the way, when you were in Thomasville earlier this week. It was shaky. It it was not shaky. It was shaky. It was not. All right. You were kind of like me, like how I would be at that fundraiser. You could not tell me enough. I'm keeping everybody alive. Everything's going fine. Like it was like, talk about a super spreader. Like I would assume that that was happening. You're the dad. You're a human. You're an adult. But it was like, oh my God, 10 times a day, a text. For Everybody's you, still going no, here. No, no, the, going the, where? What's the, going the on? Texts were coming from you. Saying, Is there? Did you get everyone up for school? No, we slept in. We we're, we're not going to school today. Of course, I got everybody. Did everybody get medicated? Yes. The animals got their meds. As did the kids. We're fine up here in Atlanta. Calm down. I don't think it quite went like that. Um, on the Cadillac Jack Facebook podcast or Cadillac Jack podcast Facebook page, uh, there is a competition going on about who has the most pictures in their camera roll. Uh, Melanie's a pot peep. Also celebrated a birthday this week. She has 18,831 photographs. Okay, that makes me itchy. On her iPhone. That makes my OCD itchy. Kathy Nelson, though, wins the pick count contest. Kathy is Ron White's manager, uh, comedian Ron White. Kathy has 113, and she sent me a screen grab, so this is, this is true, has 113,950 photos, 4,977 videos that live on her camera roll. Can you imagine some of the videos she has? Or the pictures what, being, just being oh, with Ron, for being Ron White's yeah, manager. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You might want to clean those out, Kathy. Sure enough, before she the, needs another folder before somebody comes and confiscates your phone for whatever reason. She definitely needs another. Uh, so folder. she said, "Can I hire you?" And I said, "Listen, uh, I said 114,000 picks will require a very, very hefty retainer, but of course, I'm here for you, friend." Yeah. So great way to uh, stay connected outside of the two episodes of the podcast each week. Social media at ATL Cadillac Jack on Instagram and the Cadillac Jack Podcast Facebook page. Audio. For this episode from TikTok content creator Lauren Michelle, Casey Abrams on Cameo, Saturday Night Live, and Rolling Stones Records. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. This episode of the My Second Act podcast produced by Preston Thompson, host of the Georgia Politics podcast and the Drafted podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen podcast network. He was a very influential comedian and a, a former... Saturday Night Live Weekend Update anchor, Norm McDonald passed this week. He was 61 years old, Donna. He had a Very silent sad. battle. He had a silent battle with cancer for nine years. A silent battle. Imagine going through that and being vocal about it and, and having support of, of people and strangers and friends, but to do it in silence. I think we're hearing that a lot lately, though. We heard it with like John Travolta's wife. We heard it with um, another person who was one of the Marvel... Um, um, uh, Black Panther, Black Panther, yes. Chadwick. Yes. Chadwick. Chadwick. Yes. I mean, and you know, like was filming movies and nobody knew. Norm MacDonald was an SNL cast member from 93 to 98. He was known for his um, impersonations of people like Andy Rooney and Clint Eastwood. He did a great letterman. Larry King, Quentin Tarantino. I, I think that he was most well known for his Burt Reynolds that he did on SNL. So we wanted to end this episode going out with some of the best highlights, I think, of Norm McDonald's uh, five-year run on Saturday Night Live. Hi, I'm Norm McDonald, and this is the news. Well, this coming Monday is Oscar night, and three films, The English Patient, Secrets and Lies, and Shine, are locked in a tight race in the category, Best Picture There's Not a Chance in Hell I Will Ever See. (laughs) In his book, O.J. Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm gonna tell you, that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably... (laughs) 
Oprah Winfrey's longtime boyfriend, Stedman Graham, <laughs> has written a new book called You Can Make It Happen, A Nine-Step Plan for Success. Step number one, become Oprah Winfrey's boyfriend. <laughs> Last week in Cleveland, the rock group Crosby, Stills, and Nash was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In addition, a special Lifetime Achievement Award was presented to David Crosby's liver. Rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Okay, folks, that's the